Hey, this is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are listening to the Industry 45 show with Shane Christopher Neal. Turn it up. The first two albums you put out are produced by Bo Hill. And talk about how instrumental was he in the sound of Warrant for those first two albums? Well, a producer's very instrumental. I mean, Bo, Bo, we met with a lot of guys up front. We met with Bo. We met with um, Roy Thomas Baker, who did Queen and the Cars and um, we met with Bob Edgwin, who did, you know, Kiss and Pink Floyd. And we just clicked with Bo, and Bo was producing Rat and had that 80s sound going on. So it worked out with Bo. So he was he was very instrumental. If you listen to the records, until we got to Dog Eat Dog, it was a little more vocal and drum-oriented than it was guitar-oriented. Sure. Um, which is fine. I mean, it, it just depends on who the guitar player is, I guess. But, you know, Bo had a lot to do with it. You know, I think... The first record is a real Bo record. The second record, Cherry Pie, you know, Bo was managing Winger at the time. And from my perspective, the engineer that that we were working with, a guy named Jimmy Hoyson, who we're still tight with and see from time to time on the road, I, you know, he produced that record from my standpoint. Bo was busy with his Winger meetings and he was in the vocal booth during a lot of my guitar stuff. Um, you know, doing what he did for them. And it just kind of seemed like he was, he was had too much on his plate, you know? Um, but, but we still had a great time working with him um, on those first two records. I could tell you the third record dog eat dog was probably the most fun I had out of those three records for sure, because it was just a different time. Absolutely. We're going to get to that in one sec, but I want to go back to, to um, cherry pie for a sec. So, so let's say the album comes out and it's called uncle Tom's cabin. Let's say there's no cherry pie video. There's no Bobby Brown. There's no fucking cherry pie eating contest, whatever Jenny was doing. Does the album see the same amount of success because MTV at the time was really the, what was, what was pushing music and here much music in Canada. But I mean, I'd get home and every fucking night I'd, see cherry pie and i knew the video front to back but and and to me and i'm going to tell you this i don't think it's that great of a song mr rainmaker love and stereo i saw red i mean way better songs to me than cherry pie that's how people remember warrant and that album yeah i again i've got to harken back to you know there are many factors that are taken into a record and many people have their have their recipe in the pie record label president um, you know, people that promote, there's promoters worldwide and nationwide that get you on the radio. It all has to do with all those people. You, It's a large group of people. It's just not the band. It's not the, the only the songwriter or only the guitar player or only the singer or only the drummer. It's, it's, a, it's a massive group of people it takes to put, you know, and get a hit, hit song on the, on the, uh, on the airwaves and in the video back in the day. And, so it was more than you would think. Yes, I agree with you. I love Rainmaker. I love Song and Dance Man. All those songs that were, you know, that are in our set coming up when we go back out on the road here in June, you know, uh, are great songs and much deeper than Cherry Pie. But the label wanted a Cherry Pie, so that's what they got. This is the Industry 45 Podcast Show with Shane Christopher Neal.